Hey, welcome back to Ben and Phoenix Talk Games. I have a stuffy nose. And uh, <laughs> this is episode 40. We're like, this is like big boy shit right here. <laughs> I just wasn't, wasn't ready for that. That's the second episode in a row. Last time it was, so I bought a yo-yo. And this time it's... Oh, yeah. uh, Welcome back. Welcome back to Ben Phoenix Talk Games. I have a stuffy nose. <laughs> this is episode 40, which uh, I was thinking about that the other day. I was telling someone at work about the podcast and he was like, I'm going to listen to it. And he actually liked it a lot and listened to all 39 previous episodes. Um, and uh, he was wow. like, how long have you guys been recording it for? And I was like, I think we started in November of 2020. So we were like at the two and a half year mark, which means we should be way ahead of 40 episodes at this point. But 40 is still pretty good. Yeah, we've been kind of regular. We're getting there. We've, we've been hitting our every two week mark. So if we were if we had like more episodes, I feel like we would have. Games, honestly. It's possible. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, you know, when I look at like, you know, obviously like the biggest reference point that we really have is Nintendo dads, just because like, that's the community that we met in. And like, I still listen weekly, although I mean, I, and I dropped off for a while, but I still listen pr like pretty regularly. And like, it always strikes me. I, I still like their podcast, but it always strikes me that it sounds like they really like test a lot of games, but don't really play that many of them for that long. Right. Otherwise, like, how do you manage to hit like four or five, six, seven games every single week and all of them have like families and jobs and stuff? So I think, you know, like they're they're in a different realm than we are because they get like developer codes and they have advertisers and everything. Um, so it's a lot different. But I do think that they probably put like an hour or two in here or there and then just play in their spare time so that they can mention a lot of games. And it's sort of like. It's been about two weeks since we recorded episode 39, and I haven't really played much new. I did get a new game, but I still haven't even started it yet. So, yeah, there would be a lot of redundancy. If we recorded weekly, I think it would end up being like Ben and Phoenix talk lots of other stuff because they're still playing the same games. Yeah, right. And I've been on a, this crazy new cake where like, I try to finish games before I move on. And it's not going super well but i mean i've i've been relatively good about it that does sound crazy yeah we used to I've be really bad oh yeah yeah i think i think in the duration of our friendship which is is uh i think we're at like seven years now um there is definitely a period of time where between the two of us we were buying way more games than we had any time to play it would right. be like, you know, we're 10 hours into such and such. And then like the text messages would start flying like, dude, I just bought this and send a picture of whatever it was. Um, so at least like I'm not really doing that too much anymore. Like the newest game that I got was like gifted to me. So um, although because uh, because I'm a full grown adult, uh, my parents still want to buy me a video game for Easter. So I'm going to take advantage of that this week. I'm just not sure exactly what I'm going to get yet. Probably something card-based, I'm sure. It's definitely my favorite <laughs> genre, so that sounds to be the most likely of situations. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, dude, it was bad back when like the uh, 3DS was like actually in stores and for the... Uh, what was it? You know, you could like walk in the game shop and be like, oh, cool. Here's a DS version of blah, blah, blah. I don't I don't need this, but like I can't leave without it. It was um, it was the difference between uh, like even a, even a 3DS like new release, 40 bucks and 60. But also like that's back when they still had like the locked up glass cases with like loose games and, and used games. And, you know, yeah, I, that I that's those. still like. The 3DS, the three. When I, I still, I was thinking about this the other day, because uh, where I work, I work with like. Um, I mean, you're aware of this, but anybody listening, like I work with uh, for an autism nonprofit. So, like a lot of my clients, not a lot, but like two or three of them, still like carry a 3DS with them. Um, oh crap! 
like yeah regularly and um it's like as much as i love the switch and i love everything about it i still like the 3ds is still like my favorite console of all time and like you'll never get to relive that like not gamestop doesn't have really like 3ds game stock in stock anymore so you have to go find like a retro store and like a lot of the games that you find now like 3ds games they they uh went up in price most of them you don't find yeah. a lot of cheap ones so uh, it's like those were the days man being able to like walk into gamestop with my 3ds in my pocket or like go to the local barnes and noble the lo local best buy and get like all the street passes because they were like official nintendo zones um yeah i missed those days. that was i mean my street pass plaza has like over 2800 people in it so i street passed like crazy when i had my 3ds i was um remember when i was traveling towards the end of the 3ds i i was traveling a lot like for my job and I would be excited to like fly because I thought I would get like a bunch of street passes. And even then, it was like three. I'd be like, God, is it really that fast? Like, it's really falling off. Dude, but, well, uh, like, honestly, like, I back in the heyday of the 3DS, when I would like go to airports or fly, I never filled up the way that I did when I went to like Barnes and Noble. Um, yeah. Like, the Barnes and Noble closest to my house was a Nintendo zone. So, like, you didn't, the other people with the 3DS didn't have to be there. It was like they would log into the Wi or the like it would track it through the Wi-Fi system. So like I, I could walk that. into the I could walk into the Barnes and Noble with my 3DS in my pocket. And if and it was back when people really did have 3DSs, and I would pick up like a full 10 street passes just by walking in the cafe real quick. And I would do that like two or three times a week. And I also worked in a bookstore with a bunch of nerds, and we all had 3DSs, so we were always tagging each other also. Right. I used to live next door. It's kind of creepy, but I lived next door to like some kid, and the kid and I would like street pass like every every night. I guess it was like a reset of like the time or whatever. Makes sense. Is it? Yeah, it was kind of creepy because it was like a girl, I think. So I was just like, "This is weird," but hello, person. Yeah, <laughs> and like I definitely wouldn't go telling that story for the rest of your life, but it's a no. good story in the context of this. <laughs> Yeah, and like I used right to play now, all the like mini this. games and everything, like the one where you like grew the flowers and everything. Like there was a lot of cool mini games in that street pass plaza. Oh, dude, I was super into Metopia. Metopia? No, the me me verse. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, that too. I there was like there's I don't know why I was like into that. Games. I mean, our, I think I think still, if we went and looked through the history of our podcast, like our love letter to the 3DS episode is still our most listened to. Dude. I'll just have the fucking podcast of letters to 3DS. Like, I'll be cool with that. Yeah. Dude, like, I... And it's the weirdest thing. Like, I love the 3DS. I still have, like, probably 20 game physical games and a bunch downloaded on mine. And like I charged it up like two weeks ago and then just never touched it. Like it's just not there for me. I just yep. can't do it. Like I feel like, you know what it is? It's like um it's like FOMO. Like I wanna play my 3DS, but if I go and play an old 3DS game, I have this fear of like missing out on something current and new. That's uh not to like change super subjects, but that's kind of like how I feel with uh this new Zelda upcoming. It's like I'm not really like dying for it, and I'm kind of like, is it just like I'm scared to like miss out on like the rush of like everyone's playing Zelda, so we got to play Zelda. But I'm out. I'm out on it, and like a friend of mine. I mean, I'm, I'll play it at some point, um, but there's no way with like my current situation that I'm going to be able to devote the time to it. And to be completely honest, I just like not really that impressed by the trailer. Or anything, or the gameplay. I mean, it looks great, but it, um, I don't know. It's just not. It's not hitting it for me. Yeah, I mean, it's honestly, like I think I told you this, you know, like uh, our chat. But I was like, it feels like it's like made for the folks that have been doing like all those like crazy like shoot an arrow, run to the other side of the planet, and like it hits like a robot, you know? Yeah, all that kind of shit. Yeah, it it feels like that kind of playland made for them, and I'm like, 
like I don't know, like every like everyone was like they went to go back to the normal Zelda, and I never wanted that really, but this is kind of like a Minecrafty is, like something. Yeah, and well, and the other thing, you know, like when I when you when you were just talking about like the the like FOMO with uh with Tears of the Kingdom, like. The the other thing that I've just thought is like there is a part of me that was sort of like ah that game's gonna come out and if I'm playing games that night everybody on my friends list is gonna be playing it but like it's not it's still not gonna have the same hype that Breath of the Wild did because Breath of the Wild launched with the system like it was the yeah. game so of course everybody was hype about it because I mean look at the lineup of games that came out with the Switch the Switch was a monumental release the the games that were released with it were mostly trash. Um, I mean, yeah, they were all not, yeah, except for, except for Breath of the Wild. I mean, you look at like, you know, we had like one, two switch snipper clips. Um, like there Ooh, was nothing. Yeah. I mean, oh. I'm not saying I'm not, when, when I say trash, I don't mean like they were all bad games, but they weren't like yeah. launch titles that you're going to be excited about. It was a while before like really good games started coming out for it. I know because when my switch came out, I was buying all of the releases just just because I wanted to play the Switch so much. Yeah, I remember, like, it really didn't feel like it was really there until Mario Kart hit, and then I was like, all right, we finally got, like, a home game that everyone was going to play. Yeah. Uh, and then I think Splatoon 2 came out, and that's when I was like, all right, like, we're set, set now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, like, you know, that was, like, one of my... That was probably my second biggest release for the Switch in the first year was was Splatoon 2, because I played Splatoon so much on Wii U. Um, but, oh, wait a minute. I should, uh, I should mention, though, since we were kind of talking about 3DS, uh, remember that? So they had some crazy news come out that it was the fifth best-selling console in Japan for April of 2023. Like, what what the hell is that? You know, I so that that number has to be reporting from March though, right? Because April's not even over. It's when I looked so it up, it said like April second through twelfth, or it was like a very specific number of week. I don't know why, but it was like a week. Super weird. I mean, yeah, first I off, it's just like you know, we don't. I mean, maybe it's the type of thing where 3ds is just still available there. That's a distinct possibility, or Maybe they released a whole bunch, but you would have thought it would have been March because that was the end of the eShop. Yeah, I don't know. But in any case, that makes me want to go to Japan even less if there's a bunch of 3DSs sitting out somewhere. Dude, it's, it would be fucking atrocious on my wallet. <laughs> Between yeah. the 3DS and the Vita, it'd be horrible. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's it's just that that number was weird. I didn't put a lot of thought into it because you sent that to that message and I read it, and then I was just kind of like, "That's that's bizarre." Like I don't understand that, but I mean, like, way to go, Japan, I guess. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I'm kind of jealous that that's not here. <laughs> yeah, that's never going to be here. I mean, I don't know how long it's been now since. And I mean, you know, like the last 3DS that we ever had access to is the fucking new Nintendo 3DS New Galaxy Edition. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. I mean, remember then after that, the New Galaxy, the new Nintendo 3DS New Galaxy Edition was the last like 3DS that was released. And then for like a brief period of time of like a year and a half or two years, they had those. 2DS XLs. That's right. Like a um, flat, and, like a slim down 2DS or some shit. And it was, uh, it, it, well, that that was just the 2DS. The 2DS XLs were the ones with the, the flip open clamshells. Yeah, that's what, that's what I meant. Like they were like, okay, gotcha. They were like skinnier or flatter or something. They, right they were like marginally skinnier. They, I have, I have two of them. Um, and actually think that there's some yeah because why wouldn't i have two <laughs> um but i have like the purple and gray one and the blue and black one and like honestly like as far as like all of the 3ds family of systems that were released or 2ds or what have you like they were really nice like they felt really good they looked really good the screens were big and clear um like they were definitely decent, and for someone like me who literally never switched the uh, 3D 3D portion of the 3DS on, um, I didn't miss out on anything 
So I thought they were great. Yeah, I wanted the white and orange one, but I never <laughs> just I never made the move, which is crazy. Well, and uh, like <laughs> I, don't, I think they were like 150 bucks or something like that. So they weren't like all that unreasonably priced either. Yeah, it wasn't horrible. Well, I don't know what I was doing. It was I saving for the switch or was I? I don't know what I was doing then. Probably the Vita. They came out way. They came out way after those. Yeah, that's um, right. Like, like, let's see. The <laughs> release date that was like two DS XL release date. So these came out in June of two thousand seventeen. Um. Wait, no, North Where? America was wow. uh, was Ju July of 2017. So they actually came out four months after the Switch did. Huh. That's just surprising that they were still even viable then. I just, I just always assumed that like right after Switch, it was like dead. But I yeah, don't remember too. that well either. But I really liked them. I liked them enough that I kept both of them because at one point I thought about selling one on eBay and I was just kind of like, oh, you know what? I'll never find these again anywhere. So, you know, one Ooh. of the things that I bought at one point that I do regret selling on eBay uh, uh, is one Black Friday, I got the uh, the 2DS, like not the XL, but just the regular one that kind of looked like a doorstop. Yeah, um, I love that one. I got, the, I got the Zelda edition of that one. And Holy shit. It was only like 70 bucks or whatever on Black Friday, like a number of years ago. And for whatever reason, I held on to it for like two or three months and then sold it on eBay for like 150 bucks. And, and, I, and I actually really, in retrospect, like really liked it. And I think I was just like, I need money or something like that. But yeah. that thing was nice. I mean, that's how I got the, the one that the 3DS that has like the face plates you can change is like I got it on Black Friday. Same. Or I think I bought mine from GameStop, but it was from a Black Friday. Uh, they were that 2DS. They were like a, a hundred bucks on Black Friday. It was a ridiculous yeah, it deal. Was, they were like, get rid of these damn things. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, another bit of news, kind of Nintendo related. Uh, Super Mario Brothers, six hundred and seventy-eight million after two weekends. After like this last weekend here. Like, oh, so it overtook Frozen 2, dude. That's, uh, I didn't realize it was, it's the biggest animated movie launch. I guess I didn't realize it was going to do that well. I didn't think it would. Oh, I, I thought, I thought it was. I, I mean, it's going to end up cracking, like, the top five grossing, highest grossing films of all time. Because, I mean, look at, Just, what is, let's see. How much is the worldwide total for it now? Mario Brothers... Movie. That's the worldwide. Okay. Um. Yeah. So six hundred and seventy-eight million. And so highest grossing films of all time. Number one is Avatar, which is two point nine million. Then it's two point or two point nine billion. Then Avengers Endgame. I mean, like it's definitely going to crack a billion. It might not crack the uh, top. Five. I didn't realize that so many of these movies were over a billion dollars. Like well, that's what I was like. And what is what is the when does it end? Like what is the the billion and all that? Like when do they stop recording? I guess they the stop time. recording it like when it when it when it when it fully leaves theaters. Oh, okay. So like you have it as long as it's making that money uh, and it's grossing that type of money. Uh, I mean, it does. It, obviously, it doesn't include like any type of online sales or anything like that. But it's not. It's not anywhere online right now. So I mean, it, well, it is, but not legally. Um, <laughs> but I mean, as long as it's in theater, I mean, I I don't know if it's going to get up to like. I, it, I don't see any way that it's going to crack the top ten because everything in the top ten is over two billion dollars, and I mean, you, you know, that seems unlikely. Like I do think with the Mario Brothers movie that like. It's going to see like for the next another couple weeks, it's going to climb over a billion. It's going to be, you know, like a, a powerhouse. But I don't think it's going to like keep that type of steam because kids movies never do. Right. Um, like it doesn't appeal to enough people to get it up into that top 10. When you look at like an avatar, that was like. 
the hype around an avatar got everybody to go and see it with mario brothers there's still going to be a significant amount of people that are going to be like no i'm not going right i you know it's still a kid's movie what's crazy though i still have never seen avatar like i I don't know why you haven't either i haven't either and i know i should i i mean it's it it looks 100 percent like it would be my shit but i just have never seen it yeah, I keep I keep thinking I'm like I'll stop and actually watch it one day. Then I, I don't, which is weird. However, uh, however, I did watch yesterday on Peacock Cocaine Bear. What the fuck is that? I keep hearing people talk about that shit, dude. Dude, it's this movie. <laughs> it's this movie about this dude that stole a bunch of drugs from a from a cartel, and he was gonna fly out of. He was gonna jump out of an airplane. Uh, with all of it, it was like millions and millions and millions. It's based on a true story, not the bear part. I mean, the bear part right. is true too, but obviously not the not the way that the uh, film portrays it. But okay. he ends up his parachute doesn't open and he falls to the ground and dies. And all of this cocaine is spread out over a national park. And a bear did eat a significant, like a whole brick, like a kilo of coke. Um, wow. But this movie is about like the bear. The bear eats the kilo of coke and then gets addicted to it and goes on a rampage, killing human beings. Of course. But it's like it's like comical. Like it's not a horror movie. It's not. It's not ultra realistic. It's like there's a scene where uh, two paramedics are trying to get escape the bear, so they're driving away in their ambulance at top speed with the doors of the ambulance open, and the bear, who's high as a kite on caffeine or uh, cocaine chases after the ambulance catches up to it and jumps into the back with them so like oh, not man. realistic at all but it's it was <laughs> really fucking fun though like it was not a bad movie at all i was i spent the whole time being like this is great this bear is just butchering these people um but i wanted uh, to see it theater and never got around to it yeah kind of kind of like kind of like that like this this is a little bit less ridiculous than that one but still in the same vein yeah i think when i heard the name i thought it was i thought the name said it badass and then i was like for some reason i assumed it was like some badass like dark like art flick like about like some guy that was like cocaine bear walks the street he's just fucking raggedy and it ended up being like no literally cocaine bear <laughs> yeah yeah like literally and he like it's fucking it's the funniest movie like you're if you get like an it's only an hour and a half long um it's really worth the watch just just because of how ridiculous it is maybe maybe i'll check it out on my flight one time people would next to me be like what the fuck is this guy watching <laughs> or maybe they'd be like oh my dude is watching cocaine bear <laughs> cultural uh, phenomenon <laughs> last bit of news uh, I know you're sad to see this that uh, E3 2023 is canceled dude like I uh, so originally I saw this because it was posted in the Nintendo Dads Discord and I'm still a member in there I never post anything but I, I saw the update because they did like a, a, a post that everyone would get a notification and I was just kind of like first off I forgot that E3 was actually coming back this year but yeah. secondly, in in 2023, when Nintendo releases all of their information through Direct, and you know these companies know how to utilize their own social media and their own channels and everything, like who fucking cares? Like I know E3 used to be like the um, the holy grail of video game events, but like you people couldn't go; it was for media only. Um, and, you know, just like, it was such an antiquated idea of how to present like video game stuff to people, especially when now we can be told like there's an Nintendo direct at 9am on Thursday and you get all of the information from your bed. Like, right. and, and if you miss want it, you can watch it over and over again. Exactly. And it's, and it's, it, it, yes. And it's available for mass consumption Anytime going forward, like I just can't imagine going or wanting to go to something like that in 2023 after how much things have changed. 
And yet, like some of the podcasts I listened to, the people were like, I had my tickets, my airline tickets booked. I was ready to go. And it's kind of like, really, were you? Why? Yeah, I have a when I was a kid, I used to see like all that stuff in magazines or whatever. And I'd be like, whoa, that looks so fun. But then I realized it's like you have to fly out there and get a hotel. Like, you start putting like real world shit together. And you're like, that's like impossible for anyone normal to go to. And then I found out you really couldn't go to it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but then towards the end of it, I feel like towards like the, the end of it, it was kind of popular. It's still going strong. I feel like they allow like people like it'd be like the first three days like media, like maybe the last two or were like people could come. But even then, it was like super long wait lines. It's like, well, that's not even fun. I don't want to like wait all day to play like Mario for like two seconds. Like that is no hell fun. no. No, yeah, I, I, don't, I won't miss it. It's just like good, good riddance, goodbye. Yeah, I just, uh, I think they kind of, I think they kind of kept trying to bring that people back to a place, and I feel like they should have moved into what like the Game Awards ended up turning into, where it's just like an award show online, but people can show up for the awards or whatever. But they never shifted well, it, really. It, it didn't help that when you look at E3 from the big picture over the last couple months that like the biggest vendor or whatever that was planning to attend was limited run because Nintendo, Sony and Microsoft all pulled out like as soon as E3 was announced, they were all just like, we're not going. And it's like, how are you going to have a video game uh, convention or video game, whatever you want to call it, with none of the three biggest companies in the game? So... No, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't matter to me. I wouldn't have cared about it. I forgot it was even happening. But, you know, I think there's some people that did have like an emotional attachment because it was such a big part of video game culture. I mean, at one point in time, it was like the biggest thing of the year. So, yeah, it was like the thing you couldn't miss. Like, I was just dying for the yeah. magazines to see what happened. But, you know, ultimately, like, I personally could care less about this. Yeah, same. Like, I feel like, I feel like, uh, you know, you know, like stuff changes. So, like, like I just said, like, magazine was like super the thing that I would see and I'd like rush to get the magazine. But now I can't remember the last time I bought a magazine. So it's just shit changed. And now, I bet you, I think we've talked about this kind of before, but like now it's just like you don't have to like uh, feel like you're stuck to like a deadline of getting to, to E3 just, like, show a game off. Now it's, like, I bet you for, like, companies, it's probably way more lax to, like, just work on your games, and then you'll have something to show at some point, and you just fucking put it out on your own channels. That's pretty much how it goes, right? Like, I don't know. I'm not bothered by it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with the... <laughs> Leaving E3 alone with me. I don't know. Like I said, I never, at some point when I started growing up, I was like, okay, I can never afford that place anyway. And then it was easier to just move away from it. You'd have to fly from Baltimore to LA. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, that's never happening. Not for something like that. That'd be a big ass flight. Nah. (laughs) Uh, It would be. It would basically be equal to the longest. Oh, excuse me. Equal to the longest flight I've been in, been on. Uh, actually, a little bit less, but like cross country for a video game show. Like, nah, definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, <clears throat> well, I guess we could move into the upcoming games. Yeah. Um, I will let you start. <laughs> well, uh, for the Switch. Upcoming games we have is uh, actually Wild Frost is out now, which I'm sure you're clamoring for. It's a card based game that I've been waiting on. Uh, it's out now, and I'll talk about it more in a little bit. But if anyone has not been up on it, that one's pretty good and it's out. Uh, the Mage Seeker, a League of Legends story, dude, April 18th. Uh, it looks cool, but uh, after the last League of Legends story game, like I liked it, but like, it was it was some parts that were rough. I think I talked about it on the podcast where it's like just getting around like slow and the load times were horrible. So 
I'm kind of I'm, I'm interested, but I'm not like a day one desperate to play. Like I want to see gameplay or whatever, and then I'll eventually like sail grab it or something. Yeah. I don't know. I'll look it up, but I'm pretty con- content <laughs> in just playing actual league. Yeah, you were like, yeah. It's a uh for anyone who doesn't know, it's an action RPG, so that, that kind of appeals to me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's one of those games where like if it's on sale, it's how I got the other one. Like if it, it was on sale for like 10 or 11 on Walmart and I was like, okay, I'll do it. Um Minecraft Legends. I don't know what the hell this game is, but it comes out April 18th. I don't I've I've watched I gameplay and I, I Yeah, I don't like I don't what the hell am I doing? It's like I'm running around like a horse or some shit and I don't know what the hell's going on. No, I'm I I don't this game doesn't hit I mean I've I I it, they're just trying to cash in on the Minecraft phrase. It's like some kind of like co- campaign co-op. It's got online multiplayer options. They keep saying action strategy. But I'm like, what is that? I guess it's one of those games you just have to play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it a... <laughs> this is a... I wonder, though. Is it? I assume it's going to be right to... Game Pass, right? Damn, I think yes, it is. It is. So, I mean, this one—I'll fucking try it out with my son. Like, I'm sure he—he'll be ecstatic to play another Minecraft thing. But uh, and watch, I'll be like super addicted to it. Like, I'll come back like in a week or whatever. Be like, dude, you're fucking missing out. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Uh, I I guess I'll—I'll try it probably with my son. That'd probably be a cool like Xbox game to play with him. Yeah, uh, why not? It's included. Right. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom Legend of Zelda, small game that from an indie company that no one's heard of. <laughs> <laughs> Comes out May 12th. As we said before, I, th- I think I'm out on day one, at least. Yeah, I'll get it at some point, but it's not going to be the day it comes out. Yeah, and it's going to suck for a week because I want to see everyone doing all these cool things and all this shit, but then after that, I'll be like, oh yeah, I forgot the game was out. It probably will exactly. never hit sale for the next five years. So... Yeah, oh yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. I just... Kind of what we said before, I've watched it and I'm just like... I'm supposed to get hyped watching gameplay and that make me be like, mm, this looks like something I'm not dying for right now. That's you know, exactly like... exactly how I feel. You know, like, uh, remember those... I don't know if they were Lego or not, but it was Connects. Remember those things? I do. It kind of reminds me of Connects, like, putting shit together and, like, making it, like, run with, like, a random energy battery thing you found. And I was like, this is, like, fucking Connects. That's what it like the cars and stuff he was putting together. Um, random, I know, but I can see that. All right, so I'm moving on to the iOS games, and there's a game called Black Book, which uh, I've kind of heard of, of on and off, like upcoming game, but apparently it combines RPG adventure and a card, which I'm sure you're dying for, but. Apparently the card isn't like hardcore, like card based. I don't, I don't know for sure how big or little pause the card is, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but it comes out April twenty first, and I don't know. It's one of those games where like, kind of like in my little indie world stuff, everyone talks about. It, so I'm like, it must be halfway decent because it keeps coming up as like people hyped or whatever. So I'll, I'll probably try that out. I don't know if it's a Android only or uh, iOS only game. It's hard to know anymore, really. But uh, I didn't. I guess what is it? Let me. It's just called see. Black Book. Let's see, 
when I heard of the game, I kind of thought it was some kind of like dating game where it's like black book, like a little black book. Or whatever. <laughs> uh, it's definitely not that. Um, I don't see it anywhere. Hmm. Well, yeah, it doesn't look I, like it. Yeah, I don't think I saw it coming for iOS, but I mean, maybe it will. If it if it does, it it will be April twenty first. Like I said, it looks like a cool like story adventure game that kind of has some card based elements, but I don't think it's hardcore. Uh, like I don't think the whole game rides on cards, right? Uh, and so also, uh, we talked about it before, but the Honkai Star Rail that comes out April twenty sixth. I've been waiting on this game for a minute, even though. I'm kind of worried that's gonna be one of those games that comes out and we're like hardcore into it for like a week, and then we're like, right, yeah, it's all right, we're we're good. And that's that's kind of what, what I, I think, think it's, it's gonna, gonna be. be. Yeah, I think we're gonna to get to a point where we realize it's gonna take a lot of grinding pause or like <laughs> a lot of money, and uh, we're gonna be like, uh. yeah, I think there's a paywall that's gonna be built into it. Yep. Uh, what was the game? Genshin Impact had the same kind of paywall, and you just hit it, and like, God, man, it's like, you can definitely grind your way past it, but, I don't know, it's just like, it, I, I, went, I went through it recently, I think I was telling you, and it's just like, this is why I stopped playing this game, I remember now, and I'm kind of worried that Honkai will have the same concept, where you love it for the first 60 hours, and all of a sudden, you're like, this is the fucking trap that they've laid out for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're all the same. Like, you know, the games are different in gameplay, but they all hit that paywall the exact same type of ways. Right. I, mean, I don't know. I'm going to try it out because I, I don't know why, but uh, train in space sounds amazing to me. But, it does. Uh, it's true. <laughs> it's sounds super Japanese kind of like concept that they would come up with for an anime. But uh, anyway, that's all I got for those. All right, so we'll hit up the uh, the Xbox games. There's just a few. Uh, I just noticed today, actually, there's a game coming uh, April 21st called Homestead Arcana, which is kind of like an RPG farming type game with uh, anime visuals. Um, I didn't look too far into it. it. It looks like something I would probably try playing just to see what kind of farming RPG it is. Like, is it like um oh what is it what is that game the switch game that you uh the farming one now i can't even think of what it's called yet um what's it to love no um the uh the square enix one harvestella that's it yeah um i want you know like is it more like harvestella where the farming is secondary or is it more like a uh a harvest moon so um that one looks kind of interesting like I said, it looks that's really a, good. Uh, April, it does. Yeah, it does. April 21st. Um, and then uh, Exoprimal, which uh, the description of that game said it's an online team-based action game where it's like a team of you and other players against dinosaurs using like really high-tech gear and equipment. So that's a like weird combination. Um because I was reading the description and it literally just said like almost what I just said. It was like online team-based action game where you use like extraordinary gear and technologically advanced weapons and, and armor to fight dot, dot, dot dinosaurs. And I was like, oh, dinosaurs is not how I thought that sentence was going to end. That sounds but like game pass, be, I might give it a shot. It sounds like it'd be like just goofy enough to be like a ditty for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I'll try it. I mean, why not? And then um, this is an upcoming, this is out now as of like the last day or two is uh, NHL 23 dropped on Game Pass. So you're a big hockey game or sports fan game. But this is just like another example of like Game Pass has all the EA stuff day one included for the most part. Definitely all the sports ones. I'm a huge, like newly huge hockey fan and I'm kind of, I haven't really played a proper NHL game other than like 94, which was like, uh, it's on Game Pass as well. 
NHL 94 was like the, the re-up of like the old game. That was really fun, by the way. Uh, so I kind of wouldn't mind trying this out just to see. It's not a huge file. It was only like 38 gigs or something like that. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. Oh. Uh, the Homestead Arcana is included with Game Pass. I guess you said that probably, but I, I just look, I just clicked mm. it to, and I was like, oh shit, Game Pass, damn. Yeah. Yep. That's even better. I'll probably try that out. And then um, moving on to Android, I just had two. These are two that I. One that I have my eye on, one not so much. Um, the game that I have my eye on is based on an anime called Yuru Camp Mobile. Uh, evidently, it's like a camping slash companionship game. So I'm thinking it's probably a little bit more laid back and low key. Um, I've never even heard of the anime, but I looked at like the previews. I'm sure it's coming out on iOS also. Um, and that's releasing, uh, I don't know that there's an exact date because that's, you know, Android's always just like coming soon, but not an exact date. Yeah. Um, so that one looked really interesting. And then one that I'm not interested in, but it's a big release evidently is, uh, Damien Saga, which is a gacha pirate RPG game. Um, I, dude, I'm just at a point now where like, I really like pirates, but I'm, I'm not doing any gacha games. Yeah, I man, I keep falling into the trap. I like I'll try one out. The the money thing kind of isn't being like a uh, come on. Like I, I don't know. I think I'm trying to find my home ever since Dragalia is gone, and I haven't really found that place. Yeah, this is like I didn't even really look it up. It was like one of the games that I saw was announced uh, on uh, DroidGamers.com. Um, I mean, I guess maybe I'll check it out just to see what the gameplay is like, but I just don't really feel like doing a gacha game at all, because all, ultimately, like, every gacha game has a mechanic where they obviously want you to spend money for pulls. So, yeah. It looks like uh, you're a kid. Are you saying it's just... Are they saying it's May now? May 24th? Is it May? Okay, there you go. There's the release date. Um, what was the name of it? Was it All in One? Uh, uh, I don't know. The Eurocamp. I guess what I keep finding is like Eurocamp All in One. I guess that's the name of the. Oh, maybe that. Yeah, maybe that's the subtitle. I didn't see that on the Droid Gamers website. I really can't find if that's a legit. Yeah, but yeah, apparently this. Love, like, dude, I have I'm so like I used to be so into everything, and now I'm like I don't even want to start. It's there's so many shows. Yeah, it's too apparently many. it's, it's an anime. Looks so, <laughs> like you can make your own website like, and blah blah blah. Yeah, it doesn't look bad. I mean, it's definitely something I'll download and try when it gets released. Yep. And, and I think that pretty much hours. summed it up. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that covers the Android stuff. So do we want to move on to what we've been playing? Yeah, which is not really uh, uh, a two shit, but uh, I could talk about mine right quick, which is Octopath Traveler 2. Uh, it's just an update on the game, I would say, but so now I'm at 35 hours, uh, and I am like on the second part of this, the dancer, the second story of the dancer. Uh, gotta say, the dancer is like my least, like just the least favorite story. It is so like happy go lucky. I'm gonna be a star. I can't wait to be a star and dance for people. <laughs> it's like the character laughs a lot, and it's just like that kind of like bubbly attitude. I guess it's like uplifting, but also it's like, Yo, we like these people that you're in a group with, they're like going through like some real shit. Like uh Yeah. <laughs> the the warrior guy is like disowned or whatever from his kingdom and like pushed out and uh you're like and then this girl is like a dancer happy girl. I guess it's I don't know. I'm not gonna say her story is so bad yet. I haven't finished it, but 
I'm at the second part, and I'm kind of at the point where you know me, like I'll give stories a a try, but like I'm almost to the point where I'm starting to like just like skip it. Like I'll, I'm I'm not there yet, but I'm like really close. I just don't want to make sure. sure that I'm going to. Yeah, I just want to make sure I don't miss like that part where it's like all of a sudden the story you're like, oh shit, now it's serious. This is like <laughs> I've been waiting for. You got the fear of <laughs> missing out. Right. <laughs> uh, so I would say the dancer and I think the merchant, his story is also kind of lame. But the cool thing about the merchant is that um, his story-based stuff also is kind of how you acquire, like, this is like a kind of a spoiler, but you know how every, like, RPG you get, like, a ship or, like, an airship or whatever. Yeah. Uh, his, his story is how you acquire, like, that's like the boat to get around, which I didn't realize that you could see the other shit on the map that you couldn't even get to with the other, the normal boat that goes from whatever continent to whatever continent. So that's been kind of cool. Like that's how you, that's how you gain items or gain big items is, is through him, which is kind of a neat way to tell a story, I guess. Like, okay, like that makes sense. He's like a guy that likes to buy low and, Make sure uh, his investment is like worth the the type or whatever. So that's that's all right. Um, the battles are still really fun. Like, dude, some of the boss battles lately have been like really kind of hard, honestly. But I I got past them the first try still, but um, they definitely make you think. But uh, dude, some you know how like it you get to an area and it's like, uh, it's like it'll be level one or whatever. Like, oh, yeah. that happens... Yeah, that happens even now where I'm, uh, I'm playing, like, I'm in an area where I'm uh, about to get a new character. So that area is, like, really low. But, like, whenever I get to that area, I'm, like, still having to fight enemies, and I can't just, like, really blow through them. So, um... I don't know, you still have to kind of fight, and that's just kind of annoying. It's just like, all right, let me just, like, why can't you just, like, let me just get through this, like, a quick win or something? Like, I don't know why RPGs can't do this now. Like, like I always say, like, Earthbound literally had this figured out. Like, you hit an enemy, and you win whenever they, you get to a certain point. You just fucking win. Like, you just, you don't have to go to the whole battle. And that's the one thing that with this game that I really wish they would like get rid of it's like I, I swear to you I fought probably like at least a hundred two hundred battles where I'm just like walking through the area and I'm like god damn I just want to get through this I don't I don't want to fight <clears throat> and there is yeah, some I kind of that. uh there is like a I, I think it's called like an EX skill or a learned skill or some shit like that. But anyway you can equip a, a skill on sub character and he like will I think it's the I think it's the uh, what's the guy you picked first? The scholar. Yeah, I think it's his skill. I think he can like one of the first ones he gets is like you could. It's it's basically like a repel, like it's like less enemies attack you. Um, so maybe maybe I should do that, but I don't know. It's just kind of like ah, I just wish it was an option that like it whenever you go to the battle like before it loads it just says you won and here's your experience points because you're not going to lose like there's no way you're going to lose you could even sit yeah, there like that yeah it's just like it's just weird uh but anyway uh the other thing that i've kind of noticed i have a full party now but um the characters you get are at level one and sometimes you have to switch to those characters to get to the next story for them. And I, some of the characters I just don't love. Like the dancer, I just don't care anything about. Like, it's, like I don't care about her as like a story or the like battle mechanic she has. So I'm never going to use her. And to play as her story, it recommended her be like level 14. So I had, I had to like add her and then kind of like, you know, so people with her, and then I was able to. I then I went to her story, and it's kind of like, why can't that be averaged? Like, I don't understand. Like, you know, put that character a few people, a few levels behind the main, and then just make that be, just make that be it. 
but I don't know. They, I guess they want you to have like a character that's like super low level, and then you know, whenever I fight battles with her, if she gets hit, it's like a one shot probably. So it's kind of like, damn it, man, like this sucks. Like just average her out. Yeah, I don't understand stuff like that. There's some stuff in RPGs that like that happen every time. Where you're just like, why is this like? Why has no one figured this out yet? Like Earthbound literally figured this out years ago on Super Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, it's, it really did. Yeah. It, anyway, so uh, I hate to sound like the game is bad. It's just those like little quirks like that. But um, I, I still love it. Uh, I need to finish it because. Honestly, there's nothing else out that I'll just like die to play either. You know? And the only thing that kind of sucks is that when you're on a good roll, like there's been like the excuse me, the warrior story is astounding. Like it is super good. And then the thief story, which is my main character, just super good as well. And all the other ones, the scholar story, it's really good. Like they're all really good, I would say, except for the merchant and dancer. But um, when you when you get to the area where you have to play like a story you don't really care about, it does kind of make the game like you just kind of like slow down. You're kind of like, eh, I don't really care about this. So you kind of, at least for me, I'm kind of like more apt to just like open another game and just kind of like play over there for a while. Then I kind of just get out of like the whole routine of uh, Octopath. But then when I'm in the character story that is like a really interesting character, that's when I can't put it down. So kind of hard to like uh guide those areas like that other game yeah i can see that uh if you don't have anything to add to that i think i can move on yeah i haven't touched that game in a couple weeks so i eventually want to get back to it but for now since i haven't touched it probably not it's definitely if you ever go back to it it's definitely worth it like it's worth the time it's just I get it though. Like, if you're not loving the characters, like I could totally see how it could just make people like fall out of it easily. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think you have to do the stories of every character, right? I don't think you have to. I don't think you do either. You can skip them, and then it says that you can revisit them later if you want to. Yeah, I kind of a part of me wants to kind of like just skip the dancer entirely because I her stories are just boring but like I said I'm like scared that I'll do that and then I'm like this actually is a great story now I don't know why I was skipping it before um, right anyway my last game here is uh, Wild Frost which I mentioned earlier which is a game you've been anticipating for years because it's card based absolutely <laughs> Uh, I would say it's super fun and challenging. Uh, I know you're not crazy about it, but uh, the artwork to me is awesome. I always love like that kind of uh, cartoony, like heavily illustrated kind of look. Uh, it looks like they let an artist just go wild, and that that to me looks like really fun. Like it'd be fun to just like that'd be my dream, just like come up with some illustrations for uh, a card game. Even though I'm not really great at illustrating, as like I wish I could be, but It'd be it'd be fun to like see like people come up with sketches and stuff for that. Yeah, um, I would say I know this is going to be hella probably not Ben does not care about this, but uh, the game definitely needs like balancing and like uh, less RNG, which is random number generation. Like the game feels like it takes like a lot of luck to get like a good deck going, and um, I haven't. I haven't really gotten past the first boss consistently. I would say I've gotten past the first boss like 10 times out of like 60 runs, probably. And I know that sounds so bad, but like out of those 50 runs where I didn't pass, it feels like you're doing the same four fights over and over again. So the boss, the first boss could be either like either this boss or that boss. So you get two different choices for them or two different random options for the boss. So it does kind of change it up, but like you still feel like you're doing basically the same few fights. 
And uh, I know that's kind of the point of a roguelike game, but, you know, like Hades, it's like you were, like, even though you, like, lost a run, when you came back, like, something was kind of like you had points to upgrade, like, your weapon, or you had points to upgrade your stat, or, like, you could change something very minor, and you kind of felt like you were always working towards a goal. And then the next time you play, like, now you get your weapon upgrade, you feel stronger. This one, you do come back to your, you have a town, it's kind of like a town building thing. And you do unlock new stuff, but it never really feels like it really equates to, like, really much help. Uh, I would say, like, the bosses themselves have, like, a ton of HP. And sometimes with me, like, I struggle with, like, getting really good damage on them. So, I don't know. Like, I feel like the game is just kind of off. And so the devs, I guess they realized, like, I guess their Steam, what's it called? Their Steam uh, review or whatever. I guess the ranking, like, dropped pretty hard right away. And a lot of people complained about that. It's like, it's too hard early, early on. And uh, I'm all about, like, if it's, if it's hard, it's not fun, especially in the beginning. Like, it's, it's not really, I don't really like saying it's hard. It's just kind of like, I don't feel like I'm given the tools to actually win. I feel like it's, like, way too random. There's been a few runs that I had, like, a killer card team, and I was like, this is fucking, this is a run right here. And then next thing I know, I'll hit like some boss or some fight after that first boss, and I'll be like, "This is a whole different level now." Like, what the hell is this kind of game? Like, it it changes up on you so uh, drastically after that first boss that I don't know how to describe it. But the game is balancing. <laughs> so um, yeah, just from the little things that you told me, it sounds like there's some patches coming soon. Yeah, the developers have committed to like there's only two guys, so. I guess it's not maybe like a week or two, but, but um, they committed to like seeing it, and they addressed uh, something like saying accessibility options, which that would be great for a lot of people. Like I, one of those people, like I'm kind of stubborn. Like I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna add accessibility options that say like you know like uh, you know I have more HP than the boss or whatever. Like a lot of people have that option in their card games. Like I have more HP or or uh, one hit kills, like you know, just crazy options just to help people like get through the game instead of like struggle. Like I refuse to do that kind of stuff, but I feel like it's, I feel like it's more of a balancing issue with this game. Like, man, I really want to love this game, but like a part of me is like, I feel like I'm playing a game that's not like ready or something. Sometimes, like, yeah. at some points, it's, it's so much fun to play, but then it's at the same time, like. Like I said, if you keep doing the same like fight over and over, it's kind of like this is not really feeling like I'm advancing. Like I'm unlucky cards, but I'm not really getting further. Play uh, the Spire was the same way to me. Like I know other folks disagree too, but like Slay the Spire, in my opinion, was one of those games where like I just could not advance, and um, I kind of worry that's going to be the same. Thing for this game it's like i love it but also it's like i'm not getting further and i'm just stuck and i might just like kind of bow out which sucks because i i've waited for this game for so long but uh yeah that's that's all i got on it i guess i mean definitely not a game i'm gonna play but there's a lot of hype around it so that's something yeah i feel like a, a friend of mine tori is playing it and she has the same issues with me, which kind of makes me feel better about it. And, you know, uh, she's just like, it's like, it's really great. Like when you play it, you really can't wait to go like play it again. But like at the same time, you're like, dude, what the hell? Like it makes you kind of think like, am I like this bad at card games? Like, am I just like not great? Cause it's, it kind of makes you see like, it kind of makes you feel like you're doing something wrong. Like, obviously you're doing something wrong. If you can't get past this like boss. Right. But, uh, I don't know. I've seen some, I was in the Discord earlier, and a lot of other folks have the same issue. So I don't know. It's, but then other folks are like, I've gotten to the, I've beaten it three times already. You're just like, what the fuck? Who are you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's definitely not one that I'll test out, but. <laughs> You're going to, uh, 
there's going to be like a card base Zelda at some point. You're going to be that day one on that one, I'm sure. <laughs> Pretty much when I hear the words card based, I'm like, well, that's a nope. <laughs> that's like, that's like fucking like music to my ears. When I hear blah, 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 card base, I'm like, oh, we're, I'm in. <laughs> all right. Oh, is that all your games? I saw my games. I have, uh, like I said, I basically, so because of Wild Frost and that issue, like not issue, but just because of it being like not, I feel like it's not perfect yet. Uh, I've been focusing on Octopath, which is, I guess, good, honestly, because I probably just need to just need to work on that game anyway. That's fair. Um, I thought of a game. Originally, I was going to say I didn't really play anything the last two weeks, but it's actually not true. Some portions of last week and uh, this weekend, I've been playing uh, Vikings uh, Wolves of Midgard, I think is what it's called. Let me what see if that's hell? right. <laughs> Let me see if that was it. Vikings. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Um, it's a uh, Viking-themed Diablo. Um, what it's okay. console is that on? Uh, I'm playing it on Xbox, but I think it's out. It, I, it's at least out on Xbox. Um, I got it on like a really, really deep discount a couple weeks ago and just got around to playing it now. But, um, I mean, it really, it, it's just a Diablo clone, except that you're in, in Viking times. Uh, the big difference is and they're not good ones, are like, when you run around the world and you're killing like, enemies or animals or beasts or whatever, like, they drop like, blood, so you you collect the blood, and the only way you can level up your viking is when you go back to your main village, is to go and sacrifice the blood at an altar, which means that when you're in actual levels where you're killing people, you're not leveling up at all. Um, oh, that sucks. It's not great because then if you get to if you're on a level where there's like a boss fight, uh, you you know you didn't have the ability to improve your Viking while you're in that level. Right. So uh, it's fun. Like it's fun if, if for if you like the Diablo mechanics but needed like something besides Diablo, it's okay. But I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it. I probably played it for about five hours at this point, and I've come across three boss battles, and they've been exceedingly difficult for being in the first five hours of a game like this. Um, like, the very first boss battle in the game took me probably, like, six or seven tries before I finally figured out how to beat it. Um, it's alright. It looks okay. Um, you don't really pick up much gear that you can use. Um, you can't really forge much gear until you level up so you have to make sure that you're collecting all the blood that everybody drops and you have to make sure that when you get back to your town you use the altar to sacrifice the blood um the leveling system really makes it like not particularly fun um and it got like the reviews online were basically like this game is like a serviceable diablo clone but probably you should still be playing diablo instead um but that's what it, it's all right, it I guess. Like. But that's pretty much all I was playing. It was like a whole lot of Battlefield the last two weeks and a little bit of that Vikings game. And then, like, there are mobile games, um, but it was like Wild Rift and stuff like that. I, del I deleted Heyday, so I'm not farming on my phone anymore. Um, that wore out its welcome after a while, after like level 33 and two and a half months of playing it. <laughs> uh, and that's pretty much it. I didn't really play too much. I've been like reading books and watching movies and uh, playing like Battlefield for the last couple of weeks. Not super exciting. Although I did get a copy of um, Artillery, Artillery Ryza 3 um, for Switch. I just haven't played it yet, but it looks really good. And it, it's got it's supposed to have like an eight minute intro video that that that, that fills you in on what happened on the first two games. So probably by the next time we record, I'll play that because I'm probably going to pick it up once we finish recording tonight, actually. Yeah, I saw that. It, it didn't look too bad. Um, God, it, it's just so many of those games that were like, do I feel like I feel like that one that you said you don't have to know the story, right? You don't have to know the story. I've actually read that you don't even really have to watch that video in order to play the uh, third one. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I need to look into it, I guess. <laughs> Which means I, mean, I know it's still like a 50 or 60 dollar game, but uh, I guess it's what it is. If the third one enough, I'll probably check out the first and second ones, but I'm not going to get ahead of myself. Yeah, right that's, that's kind of where I was like, I, I saw it and I was like, eh, I'd rather start from the start, start from the beginning. And then I looked at the first game and they weren't really cheap either. I was like, well, shit. But they're all a Switch, though. That's cool to know. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So uh, that's all I really had going on. Kind of a quiet two weeks. All right. Well, I guess that's it. It's uh, going to be the end of the podcast for us. The Big 40. Yeah, the Big 40, which is the age that I'll be turning next year. So it doesn't sound that old, damn it. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, you can't find me on social media anywhere because I'm dark. You can find me on Xbox at Nuke the Bridge if you want to add me and see that I play too much Battlefield. And uh, then I'll turn over the rest of the socials to Phoenix. You can add me on Xbox, which I'm not really ordering anymore lately, but uh, it's artsy fartsy. And then uh, everywhere else is uh, fartsy, P H A R T S Y. That's it. And make sure you get that spelling correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, dude. See ya.